0: This episode of Full Stack Journey is brought to you by IT Pro TV. Start or grow your IT career with online IT training from IT Pro TV, and we have a special offer for Full Stack Journey listeners. Sign up and save 30% off all plans. Visit ITpro.tv slash full for 30% off all plans and use promo code FULL at checkout. ITpro.tv slash full.
1: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Welcome back to the Full Stack Journey podcast, where we talk about the ongoing evolution of the IT professional. Thanks so much for listening. I am your host, Scott Lowe. And my goal today, as always, is to help equip and prepare listeners for their journey of learning across the full stack of technologies present in today's data centers and cloud environments. Now, joining me today is a very special guest who. Um, is getting on the podcast all the way from Beijing China and joining me is Siwen Yin who is a uh, co-founder and maintainer for a project called Chaos Mesh and uh, so let me give Siwen now a moment to introduce yourself Siwen how are you today?
2: Yeah I'm quite aware and uh, thanks for having me here.
1: Thank you for joining Uh, you
2: want to just tell the listeners a little bit
1: about yourself kind of say who you are and what you do and that sort of thing?
2: Um, my name is Steven and uh, I am a maintainer and the founder of the Chaos Manager project. I study Chaos Manager journey and the Ping-Tab, and maybe some listeners uh, may not familiar with this company. Um, PINCAP is an open source infrastructure company and has open source many very known and great tools um, such as TADB, maybe some listeners know this or is uses, which is a distributed database and also open source a project we call it and also it's belong to CNCF, it's a CNCF graduate project. And also, of course, include uh, Mesh, and also it is uh, it's now it's a CNCF incubating project. Uh, and present, I'm currently working on this company as a tech leader of the Chaos engineering, engineering team and also practice Chaos Engineer on TABB and the TQA to improve their their stabilities. My other tasks include um, promoting the practice of the chaos engineering and uh, promote the evolution of the chaos mesh. And hopefully we can get more and more people to practice this uh, precedence and use it.
1: Great, thank you, uh, Siwen. So I'm sure that the listeners um, have probably heard of chaos engineering but maybe you could start off just with a quick explanation of what, you know, chaos engineering is about. Like, you know, uh, take the approach of you're you're explaining this to somebody who has never heard of it before and they want to know what you're talking about.
2: Um, chaos engineering, uh, in my word, chaos engineering can explain it in one sentence. Just uh, use failure to avoid failure. The two failures represent different meaning. The first failure refers to a decided failure in the application. And the second one means the application failed unexpectedly in the production environment or in the middle of the night. That is to say the use of the chaos engineering to introduce the unexpected failures into the application in order to find potential problems so that the engineers can optimize and improve the systems and avoid unexpected failures in the production environment. And and also uh, you also can find the official definitions on the principle of the chaos engineering, uh, which contains a detailed definition and the explanations of the specific chaos engineering principles. Um, The the office definition is long. It says chaos engineering is a discipline of the experiments on a system to, in order to build the confidence in the system's capability to withstand turbulent condition in production and um, by this definition i think the key word is experiment and an uh, experiment requires the users who will do uh, is doing chaos experiments to work hard to figure out the cause of the problems rather than conducting a simple test and to the other is to um, keep oneself uh, suspicious of the system, and all the time, such as doubting the network is unstable, suspect the kernel uh, level is unstable, and uh, suspecting the system technologies will be changed and uh, and has changed, and so on. And these doubts then guide the users to design their own chaos experiments. Um, and principles of the chaos engineering show us how we. Should do chaos engineering and how to do it well. These, uh, these are good materials to guide chaos and ne- uh, chaos experiments. And also, and the principle of the chaos engineering is also the basis principle uh, for designing chaos experiments steps in chaos match.
1: Awesome. Okay, so it sounds like um, chaos engineering. The best way. I, I really love the way you described chaos engineering, and that, and, and what I heard you say was introducing failure to prevent failure which I think is a, yeah, yeah. A, really, a really great way of describing that because what you're doing, um, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but what you're doing is you're, you're inducing uh, failure modes in order to see how the distributed systems that we are building react to those induced failures. You know, you're causing network outages or you're causing network slowdowns or you're causing you know, kernel problems or storage corruption or whatever the case may be. And you're seeing how the application responds, how it degrades, um, how these systems interact with one another in order to pull out um, better reliability, better resiliency.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Use a failure to avoid failures, I think, is a, a very perfect de- definition in my in my word. I think.
1: Yeah, I I absolutely love that definition. That's uh, that's the first time I've heard it, and I think it's it's so just so perfect. So Chaos Mesh then is the project that you um, co-founded and that you're working on uh, among other things while you're there at PinCap. Can you kind of just give the listeners a high level description of what Chaos Mesh is?
2: Oh, okay. Um, What is Chaos Mesh? Actually, the answer is changes all the time. It is related to the uh, evolution of the Chaos Mesh. And the beginning of this journey, our uh, goal just want to have a fault injection and the measurement tools that can run well in Kubernetes environment. Uh, and also this could can, this tools can provide some low level fault injection such as can inject failures on file system, on Linux kernel and so on. And, and then times I researched many open source tools um, but no one was able to achieve this goal. So finally, we decided to develop a tool by ourselves. Uh, and first, we just use it to test TADB and TAKV. Uh, after we do this for a, re- for a while, we realized then uh, it could be a general tool. So um, we open-sourced it and uh, named it ChaosMatch. After we open-sourced this ChaosMatch, immediately attracts the attention of the community and receive more and more feedbacks and they receive many future requests. They, they set it requires for me. Uh, they want to use kels to do more things, to do the whole KELS process. And we gradually find that a single fault injection and management tools couldn't meet the community's needs. Um, with the push and the help of the community, ChaosMatch has gradually evolved into a powerful chaos engineering platforms, then include our ease of use web UI, and also support to uh, decide chaos scenarios and uh, experiment orchestration. And also you can define application standard check-ins and uh, also include real time of the fault injection and so on. Uh, Use ChaosMatch, you can conveniently simulate first then May occur in the real world during the development, testing, and the production environment, and find the potential problems in the system. As the, as the project evolves, the goal of the ChaosMate is clear. We have uh, our mission and goal is to make chaos engineering easier because uh, we, we, we often receive some feedbacks that don't know how to do chaos engineering, they don't know how to do well, and need more cost on this. Um, I think this this goal also direct the first furthest evolution of the chaos match,
1: yeah. um, I you know, I've been hearing about chaos engineering for a while. Um, I don't know exactly how long it's been, but this is the first time that I've run across a project that actually aims to sort of make that easier. and i might I might be overlooking something, but it sounds like based on what you were just saying that, you all found yourself in the same situation that you wanted to do chaos engineering and didn't have a good way of doing that. And so you created Chaos Mesh to help make it easier to do chaos engineering. And then after creating the project, we're like, hey, you know, the community can use this too. This is something that uh, lots of organizations can benefit from.
2: Yeah, uh, this is our goal to make chaos engineering easier. And uh, um, I think it can be everything really is, um, you think of vaccines, a uh, vaccines or flu shot, a uh, vaccine or flu shot, where you inject yourself with a small amount of the potential harmful foreign body in order to build resistance and pre uh, pre-real illness. Um, and calcium, calcium engineering is also like this uh, vaccines and or uh, flu shot, and uh, we use this as a tool to build uh, uh, such immunities in our technical system by injecting the failures, such as injector latency, CPU failures, or, or, or other kernel fault, and so on, in order to find and uh, mitigate the potential weakness. And, uh, and also this weakness uh, may be not find by normal test, and that won't be exposed without some specific failures. And this experiments have the eighties benefits of the help, help the team build build the muscle memories, the resulting outages um, by breaking things on purpose. We look at all the issues and uh, uh, then can impact our systems and the uh, adopters. And also, chaos can make the whole process either And I think if the community want to do the first chaos engineering, they can try chaos to help them.
1: Yeah, that that uh, analogy of, you know, you calling chaos engineering sort of like a vaccine to help, you know, yeah. build up your resistance. I I love that analogy. That is, that is so good because um, well, I mean, it just, it's accurate, you know, like it's, it's exactly what we do in health is we, we give a weakened form or a limited form of something to help the body build up resistance. And that's exactly what you're doing to your systems, to your teams, to the people, to the processes, right. Um, is you're injecting a little bit of chaos, a little bit of unknown, a little bit of you know failure, um, and then helping the not only the the technology get better so they can improve the application, but help the processes get better. How do we respond when failures occur, and what are the steps we take, and help the people get better? To your point about muscle memory, um, so yeah. that's that's fantastic, great analogy.
2: Yeah, excellent.
1: You are right. So let me ask you this, um, Siwen. Um, what kinds of things does chaos engineering help expose? Like I, you know, we, we kind of know based on what you've told us and based on what we've heard from other places about chaos engineering, you know, we're introducing failure to help prevent failure. Um, and we've heard, you know, that there are various kinds of failures that we can introduce, but when when we run a chaos uh, experiment, like what, what does you, does it usually turn up? I mean, is, I guess what I'm asking is like, would would chaos engineering help uh, uh, an organization find errors in their code that they need to change? Would it help them find configuration issues in the platform, um, or both, or something else?
2: Oh, I think it can be anything really. Is. It's some something if you could change or your topology change, and maybe have some uh, absolutely if you your um uh, your system is a uh, Very complex, and uh, maybe we will have uh, many nodes, and we'll have many components, and will it means that we'll be have many network requests, and uh, many have unstable nodes, and and so on. It means that you will be have many, when we account many failures on these systems, and uh, you use uh, chaos engineering. You can find them and uh, to find the potential issues and. uh, Uh, to find the weakness. And uh, maybe this uh, maybe these problems can be fine by the normal test and that won't be exposed via some specific failures. And also, uh, you also can use the chaos endurance on your CRCD workflow to make sure your 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 system is stable and to make sure your application is uh, can can be released and so on. And and present we use the chaos match uh, also on our T A D B and T A K V release process and to make sure the this uh, application is stable and uh, and to make sure they can uh, they they can uh, tolerate the network delay or tolerate the disk uh, outage and so on these problems.
1: Okay. Yeah. I hadn't I hadn't really thought about running chaos experiments on your CI/CD pipeline but that does make sense because for all the same reasons that we've already discussed like you want to you want to know what happens to the system when something unexpected happens and the only way to do that is to cause that you know thing to happen right so that you can then observe the state of the system when it encounters errors or failures or corrupted data or Missing files or whatever the case may be.
2: Yeah, um, uh, running chaos error cd um I think it's a good good ways for to use, a a, 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 a to use the chaos endurance. It's just a a common way use the chaos endurance. But uh, more people use the chaos endurance on their uh, production environments and uh, to test their systems uh, to 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 make sure their to help to build the uh, muscle memories in resource in the outages. And uh, also is a uh, common ways to use chaos engineering. And I re- re- recommend the users to use the chaos match on their uh, testing environment or on their uh, production environment. Must their, their system have the uh, same, same topologies with the production environments to test their application. So for an organization
1: that is, you know, maybe just getting started in chaos engineering, right? They, they listen to the show uh, with you and I talking and they're like, hey, you know, maybe this is something we should do. And so they want us to get started with using Chaos Mesh and they want to start introducing Chaos Engineering. It seems to me that it would make sense for them to start in their non-prod environments first before moving into production. Would you agree?
2: Oh, yeah, I agree. Chaos Engineering can be used in wide range of the scenarios. Most uh, Organizations can use this, but for complex, um, company uh, systems such as distributed system, microservice, and uh, and they have many nodes, they have many network requests, and the the effect of the chaos engineering is much better. And uh, uh, and also, before doing chaos engineering, I also have some pre Um, before, for example, your your service should have uh, uh, a complex monitoring system, such as uh, you have a deck dog to monitor your uh, system, or you have a provide somewhere for user to make sure to ensure your uh, application status. Because when you do chaos experiments, the monitoring application status is very important. And the more complex the monitoring system, the more hidden problems can be exposed. and uh, and also in the chaos engineering process, the first step is to detail, uh, de- define the your uh, applications status, uh, st- stable status. And so to make sure the uh, uh, application status is very important in chaos engineering. So you know, any organization before doing chaos engineering test should, the application should have a complete uh, com- uh, monetary system.
1: Okay, I'm glad you you, uh, you brought that up because one of the questions I was going to ask was, "It it kind of sounds to me like Chaos Engineering is really something that might be better suited for what yeah. I would call a more experienced organization, like an an organization that has been using Kubernetes for a little while, is familiar with Kubernetes, has to your point, has you know, monitoring and metrics and observability already in place, so that they can." gather all of the data that might be exposed when you run a chaos experiment does that sound accurate in your opinion
2: oh uh, yeah um i, I think uh, if your users application is running Kubernetes environments the best if their organization has experience experience in Kubernetes and the containers because the core of the chaos engineers is experimentations and the Experiments require users to able to find the cause of the issue and to find the weaknesses. And if the user is not familiar with Kubernetes and container, it's difficult to find and troubleshoot issues.
0: Hey, Ethan here, interrupting this podcast for a word from IT Pro TV. IT Pro TV is online technical training to help you start or grow your IT career. And what are those career options right now in 2022? Tons of them. For instance, cybersecurity with more than 500,000 open cybersecurity roles. You could become a cybersecurity professional with online training from IT Pro TV. Or maybe security's not your thing. No problem. IT Pro TV has you covered with all sorts of courses from across the IT spectrum from CompTAA and Cisco to EC Council and Microsoft. In fact, there are more than 5,800 hours of on-demand training presented to you by engaging hosts who deliver the information in a talk show-like format. The instructors are live every day with shows going studio to web in 24 hours. Courses are conveniently listed by category, certification, and job role, so you can find whatever you're looking for easily. You can also learn from wherever you're at on whatever platform you like to consume media with stream. IT pro TV's courses live and on demand from anywhere via Roku, Apple TV, PC, or their iOS or Android apps. Learn it, pass your certs and get a great job with it pro TV, visit it TV slash full for 30% off all plans and use promo code full at checkout. That is itpro.tv slash full and use promo code full at checkout. One more time, itpro.tv slash full and then use that promo code full at checkout to save 30% off all plans. And now back to Full Snack Journey with Scott Lowe. So let me ask you this then, would you say it's fair?
1: You know, I I work with with customers a lot who are um, in the process of, migrating their applications over to Kubernetes, for example. And so they're not quite as experienced in Kubernetes. And it um, it seems to me that, you know, really, if an organization is out there and they are in that place where they are not as experienced with Kubernetes, uh, they're still somewhat new to the platform, that they should first focus their efforts on making sure that they have that experience with the platform but also that they're building you know a really a really complete metrics monitoring observability solution around that because even before they try to do some chaos engineering if they aren't aware of sort of the metrics and how their services interact with one another there there may be optimizations or or things that they can do to improve their application before they go to chaos engineering. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Um, Okay. So I think it's safe to say then, you know, for listeners, if you're, if you're working in an organization, you know, who has been on Kubernetes for a while, you know, maybe uh, your boss has heard about chaos engineering and comes to you and says, we need to do chaos engineering that it's probably safe to push back on him and say, well, we can't do chaos engineering until you first get us, the monitoring and the metrics and the observability that we've been asking for and make sure that those things are in place. And then after you've got those metrics and that monitoring and the observability in place, then you can come back to the Chaos Mesh project and really begin to dig deeper into how your application behaves in various um, sorts of failures. Is that, is that a fair statement, Siwen?
2: Yeah, it's the thing. Even because we do chaos engineering, we have many things to do before. So you have the uh, monitors and the metrics, and, uh, and also the, the chaos engineer should know the how the application, how it works and why it works, and they can able to divide it to, to trouble issue and also can uh, handle the common issue in the communities environments. And uh, I think it's the first, and also I doing calcinarian we, we must know that
1: okay great i and you and you just mentioned another thing that i think is also important for for folks to understand um and that is being having some knowledge about the application you you, you mentioned earlier that it's very important to know what the stable state of the application looks like and yeah. how the application behaves in that stable state you know what sort of values it returns to the various API calls or whatever the case may be. Right. So that when you introduce the chaos experiment and then you observe that state, you can see where the differences are from the stable state. Um, and I think a lot of listeners are probably coming from a very infrastructure centric background, right They're They're probably not necessarily developers or anything of that nature it's important for them to know like how the application works, right?
2: Yeah, and because if you don't know the uh, how is application works, they don't know the step, step, uh, step is word, and uh, they don't know how to the find out the cause of the weakness, find out the cause of the issue, and uh, the this this uh, when do chaos this uh, this need we to do, and we need to find out, we need to go. Get, Tell, tell the engineers how to uh uh improvements and uh, optimize this this uh this application and so on
1: would you agree that for an organization to be successful with chaos engineering then that they really need to make sure that their platform team the team that's responsible for running kubernetes and and all of that is going to have to work very closely with the application developers themselves in order to, to like do this sort of th- stuff does that make sense
2: Oh yeah, if the, if their application is running in Kubernetes, I think it's yes. Because uh the if if they don't have a, a, they don't familiar with the uh, uh, Kubernetes environments, they don't design some um, chaos scenarios such as pod star, KDNS failures or specific f- PV failures, and so on. And because um you know, what most uh, minimize blaster radius radius is also a very important part, Part when we're conducting chaos experiments. If we are not familiar with the application itself and uh, not familiar with the running environments, uh, it is difficult to uh, control the scope of the field, it's which may occur in results of the chaos experiments leading directly to the system broken, which could, couldn't be tolerated in a production environment.
1: Right, yeah, that's an excellent point. Um, you know, because if, if you're not, you're not super comfortable with the platform and the chaos experiment introduces a problem with the platform, you need to know how to resolve that. And if you're not familiar with the application and how the application responds uh, or how it needs to be fixed in order to respond correctly in the event of a failure, then you can't address that. And if you're doing this in production, which, you know, just a moment ago, we said, start in test and not in production. But if you're doing this production, yeah, you could really cause uh, a problem because you can't contain uh, the scope of the failure, and you could end up causing cascading failures and and having a big outage.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so let's um, let's shift gears just a little bit and sort of change our focus. We've been talking about chaos engineering and sort of understanding what it is, and talking about the the prerequisite skills. In other words, what should people know before they try to do chaos engineering? And we mentioned you you really should be very familiar with the platform. You should you know be familiar with. A metrics and monitoring and observability solution and you should have that in place so that when you run the chaos experiments you can gather all the data that is necessary to determine exactly what's going on with your application and all the various services that are involved and i think that's important but what i'd like to do is just talk a little bit more in specific about chaos mesh itself and sort of like can you tell us you know like how it works like you know, what, what are the components that make it do what it does?
2: ChaosMatch um, can be used in the Kubernetes plugin. And presence, operator mode is a common way to uh, to manage applications in Kubernetes. ChaosMatch is also used this way. ChaosMatch uses Kubernetes to define multiple CRD times, based on different fold times, such as we define a pod chaos, Network chaos, our chaos, and, uh, and also kernel chaos and workflow, and so on. In this way, make Chaos Engineering naturally integrate with the ecosystem. And so integrating with the, uh, other projects, Chaos brings more possibilities to users and is able to bring some more values to the ecosystem, such as working together with the Argo, with the Fluence Spee and, uh, and so on. And, uh, and and also chaos match uh, includes four main components the first one is a chaos dashboard it's a web ui um, users can use this to uh, manage and uh and also to observe the chaos experiments it also uh chaos team also provide authorizations mechanism based on kubernetes ibac and uh, users can create a specific service account and with the limited authorization, and then uses the token generated by this service account to login in to dashboard. In this way, you can uh, you can uh, do the chaos experiments on the lim- limited authorizations And if your application is limited authorization, the user is limited authorization, you can use it to do the chaos experiments. And and the third. And the third and the second component is chaos controller manager is the core logger's component of the chaos match and the chaos controller manager is uh, responsible for scheduling and uh, managing chaos experiments. The controller manager contains the multiple Crd controllers such as workflow controller, scheduler controller and the variable times and before the controllers. And this component also includes a native workflow engine which is decided for chaos match and used to des- design chaos scenarios to measure a group of the chaos uh, experiments and uh, you can use it to de- de- define the status checks of the application. And the third component is the chaos daemon. Chaos daemon is a uh, uh, made executed components. Chaos is runs, runs in a daemon set mode in the uh, in kubernetes and also have a privilege commission by default um, and might at least interfere with a specific network device and also interfere with the file system interferes with the uh with the uh, and linux kernel and also and so on when we get a uh, uh when, when user want to inject a, a fault ing- injection yeah in chaos match uh, the chaos KS- Controller manager will send the request to the kubectl and the kubectl will uh, will find the target code and enter the target pod namespace and then to uh, execute the tc command or tables command or just uh, to create a few a few service to hack your IO actions and also maybe they just uh, uh, to start a uh, stress NG process progress to, to burn your CPU, to burn your memories, and so on. And the first component is ChaosD, It's a, a single tool to uh, run in a node Kubernetes node. You can install these uh, components on, on virtual machine, on physical machine, and so on. And also, you also can use these components as a service a service amount and register on ChaosMatch. In this way, users can manage and schedule chaos on Kubernetes target and not Kubernetes targets on a unified dashboard. And this in this way, you also use can use a chaos to ingest the failures on the Kubernetes components, such as ingest the failures on your API server, on your uh on your, uh, on your um Kuba process, and so on. So you use these two components we can. Use a chaos match to test the Kubernetes itself, and so
1: on. Okay, so that's really cool. So you've got um, first you've got a set of, of custom resource definitions or CRDs that you yeah. use to model the different types of failures. You know, so whether it's a network chaos or a you know pod chaos or whatever it is, right? And yeah. um, and then you've got, of course, you've, you know, as is always the case in Kubernetes, when we're working with CRDs, you've got some CRD controllers that sit inside the chaos controller manager. Then you've got the chaos daemon running in a daemon set uh, yeah, yeah. to sort of in, in, insert itself or enter into the pod's namespace in order to do various things, and then the user interacts with all this through the chaos dashboard, which is a web UI where they can schedule the, you know, the chaos experiments, all that. And then this uh, this last component is a chaos d, which we can use to include non Kubernetes components in a chaos experiment. Did I get all that right?
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: you are right. Absolutely. Okay, perfect. Um, that's awesome. I really love the way the system was architected to uh, feel very Kubernetes native, but I also love that uh, it includes an option to include non-Kubernetes resources in chaos experiments because so many times when we start talking about Kubernetes or Kubernetes platforms or something of that, uh, it, it, it almost feels like people have forgotten that like not everyone is a hundred percent on Kubernetes, right? You know, there, are, there are companies out there that still have non Kubernetes workloads and, and they still need to kind of include those in what they're doing. So I'm really glad that the project includes something to bring those in as well.
2: Yeah. Not um, Kubernetes. And uh, I think, uh, the, I, I, I think, um, the the um, the Kubernetes and the uh, Kubernetes itself is maybe unstable, I think. And uh, Chaos can can use it to test uh, uh, your application running Kubernetes and also can use it to test the Kubernetes itself and so on.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't mention you could use chaos d to test you know the Kubernetes platform itself to ensure that it's working right. Um so that's that's important as well. Okay. Well we're we're Nearly at the end of our time here on the podcast, I've I've really, really enjoyed uh, talking with you for a uh, a listener. I always like to kind of close out a podcast with this question. And the question is, if you were talking to someone who was brand new to your project, right? They'd never used it before, uh, but they were interested in using it. What would you tell them? Like, start here. Where should someone who's brand new to Chaos Mesh? Where should they start?
2: Oh, uh, Chaos Mesh website is a good plan to start. You can find the document on it and uh, the guide user how to install Chaos Mesh and how to quickly start their own Chaos experiment. And we also have uh, alternative t- tutorials for user to create an experimental Kubernetes cluster on time. And uh, you can install ChaosMatch quickly and try ChaosMatch on it. And also you can find some use case on ChaosMatch blog and listeners can learn the experience of using ChaosMatch and conducting Chaos experiments on this use case. And and also I think ChaosMatch YouTube YouTube channel is also a good resource. And we have a monthly community meetings and we will upload the videos on our YouTube channel. And, uh, and also you uh, we will update the latest progress of the chaos match and the monthly meetings and we also regularly regularly invite chaos match adopter to share their chaos match journey and introduce how they use chaos match and how they do chaos experiments. They, these are very useful resource. And also uh, I think the uh, the most uh, users want to do chaos engineering chaos experiments they should do. They should carefully study the principles of the calcium engineering. And, areas. and uh, they, these are very helpful to guide us, to guide us when to do it and how to do it and how to live well. And, and also finally, you also can find, can join our CNCF chaos match channel. The whole community is very active here, and you can find me and find many community members in it. And if you have any questions, you can discuss with us on the channels and uh, all community members are very happy to discuss and share their chaos mesh journey with you.
1: Perfect. Thank you, Siwen. That was awesome. Uh, listeners, I will include links to the resources that Siwen mentioned in the show notes, so that you can find your way to the chaos uh, mesh channel on the CNCF Slack, for example, uh, or find your way to uh, the chaos mesh uh, YouTube channel, um, or even the chaos mesh website. Uh, we'll have links for all those in the show notes. Um, that way, uh, listeners can follow up and get started on this, uh, yeah, themselves. So, all right. Thank you so much. C for being on the show. I think this was a great introduction to chaos engineering and a great introduction to chaos mesh. And I think listeners will really get a lot out of that. Uh, would you like to share, uh, you know, uh, your, uh, Twitter handle or anything like that in case people are interested interested in interacting with you on uh, on online?
2: Oh, yeah. Twitter is okay. You can find me on Twitter. Just search for CWENYIN. And also, you can find me on the, under the CNCF Slack channel and the CWENYIN and CWENYIN. You can search this and find me and just add me. Actually, uh, I think Slack channel is a very good plan to communicate and I welcome you to join our discussion on Projects ChaosMatch channel. And also we welcome you create an issue and under the ChaosMatch GitHub repo or or better directly submit a pull request to help us improve this project. And and everyone is welcome to participate in the evolution of the ChaosMatch.
1: All right, perfect, awesome. Well, we'll have links to all of that. And uh, for the listeners, so they can easily find their way to participate in the Chaos Mesh community, uh, or possibly even contribute to uh, the project itself if that's something that they're interested into. So thank you again, Siwen, for being on. I really appreciate you uh, joining us from Beijing. Yes, uh,
2: thank you for having me here. I'm very happy to talk with you.
1: Thank you again, Siwen. And that's it for this uh, episode, listeners. I wanna thank all of our listeners again for joining me, Scott Lowe, for another episode of the Full Stack Journey podcast. I would love to hear your feedback on this episode or any episode of the podcast. So please don't hesitate to reach out to me. You can reach me at at FSJ podcast on Twitter, or you can reach uh, me personally using at Scott underscore underscore low on Twitter. Either way is fine. I'm happy to respond either way. Um, And uh, this episode, along with all the other episodes of the Full Stack Journey, is uh, made available on a variety of channels and a variety of outlets uh, itunes and stitcher google play etc cetera, etc cetera. um and will be published on the packet pushers website at packetpushers.net this is the full stack journey podcast where too much learning is never enough